0: Welcome to the Get to Vet podcast, where we bridge the knowledge gaps in the military transition process so you can focus on what's ahead.
1: Hey, Get to Vet listeners, this is Mike, and now for my personal disclaimer. Although I am active duty military, I'm not an official spokesperson of the United States Navy. Any of my views expressed on the Get to Vet podcast are based on my personal experience. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey there, Get to Vet, Trevor Maxwell, and with me as always,
1: Mike Riggs.
0: Hey, and uh, we've got uh, a transition check-in number two today with Sean Bailey. We're trying to stay up to date with how his process is going and answer any questions he has or maybe get some insights into uh, the process as he goes through it. So Sean, thanks for joining us today thanks for having me again guys it's great appreciated the chance to link up and um uh yeah it was nice to be back in florida the weather there i forgot how many lizards are everywhere and big ones
2: and then uh dinosaur ones too
0: yeah i was uh the hotel i was staying at there's a little pond right next to it and Mm -hmm. um There was a sign that said no fishing alligator present so i was like i don't see it and i stood out there for like 10 minutes they're there well i ended up going and throwing a big rock in the water and then he came up after i threw a rock in the water and i was like oh there he is but uh yeah maybe miss florida so that's
2: natural predator response
0: yep yep, (laughs) yep so how's it going
2: it's going well um I wrote down, I I started counting on my fingers before we got on the call and I'm 18. I am 18 or 19 months out at this point. Um, And I looked back at my previous notes and I had, my priorities were, you know, medical, finishing up my degree and networking. and So those priorities are the same, Um, but to add some uh, emphasis on those, I, I had some knee pain in both of my knees and I'm, and this is me, like I'm a medical person or I was at one point in time. And I'm just like, well, how bad could it be? I probably just have some knee pain and probably cause I've been on my feet most of my adult life and carrying a lots of weight in my back backpack for most of my career. So I get in and I get some x-rays they're like your x-rays are fine. I'm like, okay. <clears throat> they order some MRIs. In my one year, like, yep, you have torn meniscus here, here, and here. I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. And then I said, well, if that one's that bad, then probably the other one, it's probably similar. So I get that one done. And it's the same thing. So I've been who knows how long I've been walking around. So note to self and to people listening, um, this talked about all the time, but just put the extra emphasis on it. I'm I used to be a medical person and I didn't think I was that bad. And, and there is stuff to get checked out. So you should obviously get it checked out because it probably is worse than you think. Um, so I'm going down the medical list of things to do. Um, I am one class away from finishing my degree. I'll have that done Dece- December, 17th.
0: Um, congrats. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well done.
2: It's going to be fun. Um, I did have a really fantastic conversation with the commit foundation. Um, Michelle Olive, she, she was the, the person that did the intake with me. And I tell you, um, I left that conversation I felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my back because she just said some pretty key things to me. And she said, it's not like you're not going to get a job. It's just kind of figuring out what, what you want to do. And, you know, and I think most book po- folks have spoken about this before. There is a lot of stuff that we don't know that we think we know, but we're so used to working in the In the military, you just like, well, I can just go down the hall and work in this office here, or I can get this GS job or this GS job. Um, Like the conversation I had with Mike yesterday, uh, I didn't even know that company existed. I didn't even know the thing. And you just don't really realize how qualified you are um, to do some of these jobs because you're so used to thinking in that one, in that kind of one lane but when you get out of your box and you start talking to other people, like you say, having those cups of coffee kind of opens up your perspective on what you can and can't do. Um, and I really left that conversation with Michelle, um, from the commit foundation with a, with a new outlook. And then she said, well, they kind of set a timeline. Like, when do you think you're ready to start really digging in and talking about this? And I said, well, that's, that's good. I said, January, January is the time. So we're going to re-engage in January. Um, And, uh, that made me feel pretty good because it let, she kind of let me focus on this one goal that I need to complete. Um, and I could get that knocked out and move on right to the next, right to the next operation. Um, so if anyone's looking to get some assistance, I think you just have to be prior, prior special operations and they'll, they'll take you in and you'll message them on LinkedIn and uh, they'll set you up and get a consult with you and you'll move on from there. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've spoken to Michelle before too. Um, actually it was um, Jeff Pottinger, which I know Mike knows him through the honor foundation, put me in touch with her. I, <clears throat> I like the, the commit, the idea of the commit. Uh, I mean, it's very, honor foundation is awesome because they do this 12 week curriculum and they have all this other stuff out there and they, you know, encourage you to go out and do the networking and cups of coffee. I think commit their efforts are a little more focused. Um, and you know, I've talked to a lot of people and they're you know, they like, I, I love the commit. So as far as the knees, I get that too, man. I same, same scenario as you <laughs> typically my gear weighed, uh, on the order of, uh, close to 50% more than everybody else's. Cause you know, all the dudes that all they do is shoot guns is they try to make their, their kit as light as possible. Um, <laughs> um, and, and we're trying to, to be prepared for all these different scenarios cause you don't want to have it pop up and then you're not ready to deal with it. So <clears throat> I'm in that same boat. Uh, I had the doc tell me, you know, Oh, you'll probably need knee replacements in about 10 years. And well, at the time he told me that I was 36 years old. So (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's something I want to hear right now. But
1: well, so so, in my case, I was doing my exit physical, my retirement physical. And uh, they had me on the table and she's like, oh, you're complaining about knee pain. I'm like, yeah, just my right knee. My left knee's fine. She's like, okay. So she goes over and tries to manipulate my right knee to compare to my, or my left knee compared to my right knee. She's like, oh yeah, you got a lot more movement in your right knee, you know, that shouldn't be there compared to your left knee. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not good. Cause that's the one I injured. And she's like, yeah, you probably need to get that checked out eventually. Cause you got something, you got something wrong in there and we're not gonna be able to fix it right now. Cause here I am like, well, like 90, 60, 90 days from retirement. So yeah, like you saying, you know, get that stuff fixed before, well, before you're going to get out, or have it at least looked at, because don't be a dumbass like me and put it off until your retirement physical, because by then it's, you know, you're way too late.
2: Yeah, um, and then <clears throat> just a couple other things I'm just learning through the process, <clears throat> and I just wrote down a couple of notes. Um, I just kind of wrote down in no specific order. I just put on here. I said you, you need to be a little selfish um, and be your own advocate at this point. I've talked to, uh, I mean, I talk to people all day and people I work with, I talked to one chief, he's retiring in a year. And then I talked to an 06 uh, who's been in almost 30 years and he's retiring the same time as me. And I asked similar questions. Hey, what are you doing to prepare? And, uh, both of those from the chief who's been in 20 and the 6 six who's been in close to 30 they, their answers were both the same. Well, well nothing really yet. Um, So, uh, and it's not a familiar tune. We've heard this before. So, you know, I think from my level, from my perspective, I have to ensure that I advocate for these people because there's things at this point in your career, if you're, I think the magic number is anywhere, I would say 30 to 36 months, you have to be planning out and you have to be selfish, which is not like what it's not normal for us. Um, but if you want something you've never had, that is a job and a, nice transition you're going to have to do some things you've never done which is be selfish and put these things on your schedule because the amount of stuff you don't know is is huge um and if you don't start taking care of yourself it's gonna you're gonna be smoked at the very end of this thing um and in my conversations between the two different paradigms i have you know these 50 year old men getting ready to get out and a 40 year old, 20, 20 years in, 30 years in. And um, everyone is in like a different season of their life when they, when they're in this transition. So you have to advocate for yourself because the the senior leadership's mission is they're operationally focused. Hey, we got to get this done, this done, and this done. Um, But if you don't advocate for yourself, um, you're just not going to get it done and you have to be selfish. Um, So myself in the, in the medical community and working in Navy medicine for the past year and a half. Um, if, if you're a doctor or you're a PA or you're a nurse and that's your specialty in the military, those are very easy things to transition out of, um, any healthcare, any, anywhere you can get out and be a doctor, pick a hospital, you can be a nurse. There's the demand for nurses in America is off the charts. So if you're talking to one of those people, and they're in a leadership position, it's very simple for them to walk out of one day out of the uniform into scrubs in another hospital, anywhere, <clears throat> anywhere in the United States. But if you're a if you're a chief and you done, you know, you don't really have a specialty, um, you got to put some work in. And from their perspective, it's easy for them because they're already there. They know they can go anywhere they want to. But for that other person, it's not. Um, so it's our job as the leadership to advocate for those people, because it's easy for the doctor or the nurse or the PA for the person who has really no skill set whatsoever um, except just really, really good at organizing and motivating people. Um, they need to be able to create that space for them. Um, so for the folks listening in on this, if you're in that senior position or maybe you're a CEO or an XO or a, a senior listed leader, command Sergeant major CMC, realize that when these people are coming to you to get some time away or do something that you are likely or could be in a different place than they are. um, And realize you need to kind of give them that time and space uh, to take care of that stuff.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference between the hard skills and, and the high human skills that we talk about, you know, those folks that you're talking about the physicians and the PAs and, and all those types of folks, they have those specific skill sets that roll them right into an extremely high demand field right now, you know, even pre-COVID, they, they had it made, you know, because that's the, that's the path they chose. You know, you could speak, even uh, computer science, IT, cyber, all those folks. I can't tell you how many job boards I go to nowadays. I can't swing a dead cat and not hit an IT job. And those guys are those guys and gals are getting paid very well for those. So any of those IT folks are almost in the same spot. You know, an IT fo- an IT person with a clearance that can do uh, Amazon Web or do Google or do right. you know a- any Microsoft stuff, they they're 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 good. They're good to go. But it's the folks that lead, manage, you know, day to day that really need to figure out. Because that's such a generalized skill set that translates. You know, that's a Gerber tool of job skill sets that you, once you step out the gate, man, like I've said before, you're the lab that's out in the front yard. You don't know where the hell you're going to go. So you need to figure out where you're going to land and that takes some time. And, you know, like conversation we had yesterday or that thing that led to our conversation, that was a path that I never thought I was going to go down. You know, I applied for that position through the front door and just explored that route thinking, well, let's just see where this goes. And then, you know, pursued even further and maybe, it, you know, opens up an opportunity for some other people, you know, down the area where you're at and, you know, hopefully we'll have some good stories, you know, to, to talk about later on about that, you know. A couple of uh,
0: things there, you know, I I agree. Definitely what you're saying, Sean, like the more time you give yourself, the better. What I don't like seeing is people that go on like LinkedIn and Facebook and are like, Oh, six months is all you need. Or, you know, a year or actually who was it? We were talking to Mike, where somebody they were like, uh, maybe that was, or maybe I was talking to you, Sean Marine. It was like, yeah, two weeks. I mean, in the civilian world, you give them two weeks' notice. That's, you know, why do you need more time than that to get out of the military? And I was just like, oh, my God, this is a guy who's in charge of people's careers, yeah. who, who thinks that two weeks is enough time for you to transition out of the military. Um,
1: Most of those folks are going to springboard to another career path in a very similar skill set. Yeah. And I'm also, I mean, the more and more we talk about this, you know, the more I think, you know, from the time you enlist and, and when you're in boot camp, you better start thinking about your exit strategy. You know, because, you know, you may have a four-year enlistment. You know, we start thinking about 36 months. Well, that starts backing up pretty quickly on that 48 months. So you better start thinking about your certifications. You better start thinking about your education. You better start thinking about what skill set the military is providing you. You better start thinking about your VA benefits. You know, you better start thinking about your condition of discharge. You better start thinking about all that crap, you know, as you're coming in. You know, nobody ever tells these folks this when they come in like that, but you almost need to think about, you know, your exit on your entrance. And, and that's when you start smashing all these months up together, it's almost on your way in. You know, when you sign that next enlistment, oh shit, what do I do at the end of this? Because that's about the time when that, when the, you know, the clock starts ticking.
0: Something Mel Sean was talking about too, like the, you know, he's right. It's easy. If, if you're a doctor or, a nurse or something like that you know it's you can go out and get another job uh you know mike's uh a a good friend of ours um who uh, helped mike out in a time of need on the golf course Uh, (laughs) (laughs) was a navy doc right he got out went right to work in the emergency room at a hospital up in newport news um right that's you know I, I talked to a guy at Air Force uh, JAG Corps officer. Uh, he's like, well, you know, I'm getting out and I'm like, oh, well, you're an attorney, right? So you should be. He's like, actually, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm a, I started a company that does above ground swimming pool installation. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah like me too right i i tell that story a lot about i've i've passed up i think i'm up to like seven now i passed up like i probably won't get any more offers now because i've been out for so long but i passed up like seven different six-figure contracting jobs to continue to do what i'm doing because i was like i don't want to do that anymore right he was in the same boat he's like i didn't like being an attorney there's too much reading and, and memorizing shit i'm gonna want to go out and and do something tangible that I can, you know, and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Um, A good friend of mine uh, and Mike's, he went out and started a business moving people's sheds for him. And I was like, what? And he, he's telling me all about this. I didn't even know this was a thing. He went out and bought this equipment and move these little outdoor sheds. Right. He's like, yeah, I, I make, 500 bucks moving somebody's shed 50 feet across their yard for them. <laughs> like, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. There's people that need to have that done. There's a, obviously there's a market for it and someone capitalized on it. So. Um,
0: he, he was telling me all these manufacturers here in this area, he's like, they're like six months behind on deliveries. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty incredible. So. <laughs> What else you got? I know, uh, you, I know you said you had a couple of things you wanted to discuss. I want to make sure that we, we covered everything today or any questions that you had.
2: Well, I have, I think, uh, you know, message to the listeners, you know, insert random catchphrase here. The, 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 the goal is, you know, make a plan, bounce it off a couple of people who are done it or in the process, such as you find gentlemen, And then stick to that plan. And then uh, you need to be your own advocate. And if you listen to this and you're a senior leader, you need to understand the position that these, your people are in when they're coming to you to, to work this, work their transition on the way out and uh, help them, you know, help them in that process. Right now, I'm still sticking to the plan that I have medical finish my degree and then some networking, um, I said, I'm linked up with the commit foundation. I did put in an application to something I always wanted to do. There's a the POW MIA operation for accounting that I think they still have in the military. I've always wanted to do one of those missions and I never got the opportunity. I had friends that went, they went to Vietnam and they did it. And I'm just like, man, that was always wanted to do that. So I put an application, a retired Sergeant major friend of mine, uh, Justin LaHue, he runs history flight and that's out of Virginia. So I applied to go do one of those missions. So I'm excited about that. If I get the opportunity, I don't really care where I go or um, I just thought that would be something out of all the crappy stuff I've done in my career. This would be the one thing I could hold on to that said I did something really, really cool uh, for somebody at this point. So that's looking forward to that. If I get the opportunity to do that and right now currently until I get back uh, engaged with the commit foundation, my priorities are right now are still kind of working in emergency management, the VA or, or FEMA. That's where we're at right now at the 18 month mark.
0: That does sound like a cool opportunity, but I I think one other thing, I just wanted to throw this out there too, before we, Mm -hmm. before we wrap up, you know, when you were talking about people feeling like they're being selfish, focusing on themselves uh, yeah. You know, as they start putting all their effort towards their transition, you're not being selfish. You're being responsible, right? Because guess what? When the military family is gone, your your family they're still there, right? You you need right. to make sure that you're doing that stuff and and frame it. Don't frame it as you're being selfish to the military. You know, look at it as like, hey, I've I have a responsibility to to continue to take care of my family after I transition, and and I'm gonna you know make sure that I do that. So.
1: I want to talk about something real quick before I forget about it. Um, one of the things you talk about on your interests and things like that, since I'm on, like, I'm literally a week away, I retire next week. But as I've been going through a lot of these interviews here recently, you know, and you talk about your interests and I have found, especially in the last month, how my interests have changed even within an interview. So I was interviewing with this organization and within the interview process, I was interviewing for a specific position and the hiring manager proposed, having looked at my resume and saw my background proposes something completely different from what we were interviewing for. Mm -hmm. And which he didn't know. he, He knew my background based on what my resume was as you know stating what my background was but that was getting extremely redundant but uh you know he's looking at what it is and he goes well i don't know if you're familiar with this program and not familiar with this guy your your potential counterpart on the west coast but here's what i'm thinking maybe we we put you in you know an organization and he didn't know but that was something i'm extremely passionate about in my active duty time and And I was like, man, somebody just gave me a softball. So, you know, and I didn't even know that was out there. And, you know, you start this discovery process, you know, so it's going to be really interesting as people, you know, listen along and see where you end up landing, you know, because here I am trying to freaking get the bullseye and I'm still all over the paper, even at two weeks out. And here it is, you know, 15, 20 minutes into an interview and a guy, oh, hey, well, you know we really like you. We really want to bring you on board for this, but I'm really thinking, I'm really thinking you'd be really great at this. And here's your counterpart on the West coast, which used to be one of my former CEOs, you know, I'm like, well, this is win all over the board here, but you know, we don't have this fully developed on the East coast. We want to bring you on, you know, maybe 50% this and 50% that, and let's see if we can work this deal out, you know? And I'm like, can, can, did, did somebody just make this up? I mean, can this really be real? You know? Uh, Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. You know? So uh, I just want to throw that out there because, you know, you you just never know until you get into, you know, some of these discussions where you're going to end up like the, you know, the discussion we had yesterday. Right. And I reached back to that guy after the, after we had the discussion and I said, we couldn't come in an agreement for me to move down to Jacksonville for that position. But I said, Hey, you know, I know folks in senior, uh, leadership down in the Jacksonville area. Do you want me to try to put you in touch with some of the talent that maybe you know, leaving the Navy and then maybe I can, it's a win-win for everybody. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So that's how that ended. And then I, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe later on, if a senior position opens up in that corporation later on for, you know, that I'd be interested in, you know, maybe, maybe that's a way back in for me you know, who knows just by keeping those, you know, th- those lines of discussion and that, that, that great relationship open.
0: Yeah. I, well, that's uh, you know, i keep as many doors open as you can. So Sean, appreciate you coming in taking the time to, oh. to do the check-in with us. And uh, we'll look forward to doing another one soon. And uh, if you guys haven't yet, um, well, I don't think this will be out before we record it, but uh, Mike becomes a civilian next Friday. So we're, we're, but this this will probably have already come out since then. And uh, I'm looking forward to the episode we get to record on that day. So
2: congratulations. It'd be different.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Take care guys.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. Thanks guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the get to vet podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and follow us on LinkedIn. If you'd like to come on the show, email us at Mike or Trevor at GetToVet.net. That's Get, the number two, Vet.net, and let us help you get
1: to vet.